0: You're listening to the Psychedelic Invest podcast, where we speak with founders, CEOs, investors, advisors, experts, and thought leaders in the brave new world of psychedelics and entheogenic medicines. Brought to you by Psychedelic Invest, bringing you unparalleled psychedelic investing data and analysis. Psychedelic Invest is the industry's leading resource for those looking to invest in the burgeoning psychedelic industry. For more information and to access all of the podcast episodes, check out our website at psychedelicinvest.com slash podcast. And now here's the host of the Psychedelic Invest podcast, Bruce Eckfeld.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is the Psychedelic Invest Podcast. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Logan Lenz. He is CEO at Nucleus. We're going to talk to him about what they're doing at Nucleus, the world of psychedelic investing, and really kind of what's going on in psychedelics and some interesting strategies they're implementing, some fundraising they're doing. We're going to get all the details. We're going to have a chance to kind of really understand like what psychedelic investment means today, where it's going, and maybe what the future holds. So excited for this with all that. Logan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Bruce. Good to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Before we dig into everything that's going on in Nucleus and and some of the exciting changes and the the things that you've got going on on the investment side, let's get a little background. Tell us a little bit about you, how you got involved in this, how you got involved in Nucleus. Give us the backstory.
2: Sure. I'm the product of... Right place, right time, serial entrepreneur, right out of college, uh, pretty much found my place in content marketing. So started an agency before social media was a thing. So this is about 20 years ago and uh, rode the wave of Twitter and content marketing for enterprise. Started out a lot in entertainment, helping bands and venues and record labels. But before I knew it, had a few uh, strong assets, a lot of big contracts with big companies, and then uh, sold my stake in that. And I've always been a programmer too, so just as a childhood geek, was uh, plugging away building products and learning to code. So I built some startups along the way too as I was building the agency and uh, then worked toward... Building some platforms, working a lot of SaaS products and advising some other tech companies. Worked on website translation, HR platforms, got into blockchain, which I'm sure we'll talk (laughs) about a bit. In 2015, built uh, something called Stacks, which is smart contracts on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And uh, then kind of rode the wave there because that's a protocol that's taken on a life of its own. And then uh, got really mindful through the HR and machine learning tech that I was building trying to help companies build strong cultures, and that kind of segued into the pandemic and mindfulness for myself and trying to figure out how we can help with this mental health crisis, and here we are today, which I'm sure we'll talk about how I am now uh, working on what I think is the biggest long emergency there is for humanity, and -hmm. that is this mental health crisis and how we can build things to help solve it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And how, um, so how, so tell us about the Nucleus story. How, how did you get involved? What was the the process for you kind of looking more at the business of psychedelics and and how did you get into this uh, position there at Nucleus?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I've certainly, just like anyone else, have a checkered past of, you know, kind of this story of those around us that, uh, that we love kind of faltering to the vices in their lives. And uh, yes. I was kind of uh, inspired in an adverse way to be the rock of my family kind of put in this unfortunate situation to be the one that was always centered and grounded and I think as an introvert I just became very good at observing for lack of a better way to say it and uh, through my family's vices just um, became kind of like a coach as I was building my own companies and uh, continued to help my family but they continue to have vices and that's really been the segue to my own journey then leading toward how can I be a leader, but now in a space that's directly going to help with this, like I said before, a long, this long emergency of just uh, saving humanity. You know, if we're trying to deal with technology and deal with these vices at the same time as figuring out how to meditate and we're struggling with that, then we need tools such as psychedelics to uh, interface with and excel as humans so just the history of this as i was interested in it i was able to uh just through my network meet and find out about an amazing venture capitalist company called uh, eater investments of which i know a few people and we started talking and there, there was an opportunity to build product acquire at first some that would turn into something that We didn't even know what to expect at the time, but we figured we could incubate assets. And just my background allowed me to take my passion and history to try and want to help people and make the impact in the world, given the circumstance. And I was well positioned to do so with this firm, Eater Investments, which again, you'll hear more about. And it's been a wild ride, but uh, really well positioned now to help. And I think uh, what's interesting about this framing is that I'm not necessarily into psychedelics. I'm more into the idea of it being a tool and those that can access other tools like breath work and meditation and just general spirituality and connectedness i think that we're well positioned and just my background and having this unbiased approach to driving psychedelics to the forefront is making me even more interested excited and i think giving me a competitive advantage really to build things under that perspective
1: yeah that's no, fascinating, background. I, I I love the kind of combination of tech and entrepreneurism and and now in, in psychedelics. I'm sure it's a, it's interesting to me how people's kind of past kind of come together in some of these new kind of cutting edge areas. What, what have you noticed that you've been able to kind of apply or transfer from some of your previous technical entrepreneurial experiences and, and what have been kind of new things that you've had to kind of learn or adjust to in the world of psychedelics?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I feel two ways about it. It's a uh not only super exciting, which I feel like I get into things that I'm really excited about. And like I said before, my superpower has been observing. And if any investor that's listening to this can relate to being right, but at the wrong time, that's kind of how (laughs) I felt in a lot of ways leading up to this point. I mean, even people in the blockchain space, how long did it take for Bitcoin to reach where it was yet? The profound technology that existed was it was 2009. That white paper was created. So I often relate back to that and just movements taking a really long time. But uh, really, what's interesting is you know this um, this cycle that you kind of see when you know something's going to happen and it's imminent but people just have to adopt it and understand it. And we're just in an education cycle, no matter what it is. And I still think blockchains in that category and certainly now think psychedelics is uh, one that's picking up momentum, but it's going to take some time to to implement. And that's why at Nucleus, which you know maybe it's a good segue to get into this, we uh, are trying to connect people with this industry so that we can create network activism. And I think that's what's needed for any of these things to really be adopted fully and allow it to be implemented into the fabric of our culture is that you need people to stand up and speak truth to power and really um, emphasize to those powers that be that we need this and i think psychedelics is a perfect candidate for helping to save us and be a part of the toolkit that uh, is much needed uh, to co- combat the you know hardships that many are experiencing right now yeah.
1: Yeah. And give us a little bit of map. You mentioned Eater Investment, you mentioned Psychedelic Invest, uh, Nucleus. How do these things relate? I know there's some history and some connection to them.
2: Yeah. So just to take a step back, I mean, I obviously had to learn this industry a bit. So at the end of last year, we kind of acquired um, assets, psychedelicinvest.com and newly.com. For those that don't know, I mean, I hope you know, Psychedelic Invest, Uh, we're on the podcast now. So it's amazing to be here, uh, given that Nucleus incubated that asset and we fully own it, but there's also a platform called Newly, which is a psychedelics platform for the industry where we index all sorts of events that are happening and try and get a better understanding of everything that's happening. Companies, people, anything that's happening with the market and actually psychedelic invest is fueled by the data. So it's a data and media combination. And from that, uh, because we've become a venture studio along the way, we've incubated some other brands and tools and assets so yeah i think leveraging this movement and being able to tap into everyone's excitement for psychedelics whether it is an investor needing investment data a programmer needing tools that they want to build their own products in this industry or just general education we're in the position to build these tools and build this uh, ecosystem that can kind of drive these people to interact with the industry. So don't know if I answered your question, but um, they're all related because we're a venture studio building all of these that are supposed to be complementing each other and introducing people to the industry.
1: Yeah. Give us a little more detail on, I guess, in this particular case, like what is a venture studio? Like what is the role? What do you do? What do you not do? And then any particular sort of strategic focus or ways in which you're really hoping to kind of, impact psychedelics and psychedelic investment and, and development of psychedelic companies? Any any strategic niches that you're focused on?
2: Absolutely. It's a good question because there are different types of uh, kind of these venture-backed incubators. And I don't want it to be confusing to people, but we kind of took the simple approach where a venture studio just has free reign to come up with ideas because they understand the industry and have the expertise and the almost advisorship and experience given the positioning to come up with really great ideas, but then have that infrastructure to build it quickly. And then our competitive advantage is timing, right? Because we have this infrastructure where we can kill things if it doesn't work, pause things if it's the wrong timing, and then scale things by raising more money by brand that we're incubating if things are really working out. So Venture Studios is simply that. It's kind of this um, mechanism, and it's a very productive one that is designed to shell out products, and in our case, brands and tools and assets, that uh and again this is our mission that will bring people into the industry again that's what we think is most important now and that's really three categories there we need to educate the masses getting more people to understand what's at stake and why psychedelics can play a role to benefit humanity we aggregate data so having all this data means that we can plug this data into very important scenarios that can then lead to proper decision making in the future and then we actually bring people in the industry for partners. So one of our assets is more of a consultancy on top of the audience that we're building and the community that we're building, so that we can get people into clinics, you know, guests or retreats, and just get more people these treatments, so that uh, that can be uh, you know evidence that creates that momentum and allows for us to uh, fulfill our mission essentially.
1: Yeah, and and primarily to the ideas that you're backing. Are they developed internally? Are they things that, that you partner with folks outside? I guess, what's your, I guess, how do you source some of these things and how does that kind of relationship work or, or how do you, how do you go from kind of idea to actually putting, you know, wood behind the arrows and, and getting yeah. them actually to, to market?
2: absolutely so there are three buckets and it's a perfect question because i alluded to this but didn't say it so eloquently the first bucket we can acquire assets so we really started with the acquisition of PsychedelicInvest.com and newly.com and we can always acquire more we're constantly Mm -hmm. just like a vc firm would invest into a company we're constantly looking for minority stake in companies anybody that we think could complement the ecosystem or be kind of like folded in to accelerate the ability for us to accomplish what we're trying to do. That's always an opportunity. We also have the ability to build. So to answer your question on ideation, there's no no shortage of ideas. We have an advisory team. We have an amazing founder set and really just team driving the fund itself and also our own team that we've built over the last year which i'm super impressed with from developers to writers so certainly just like you'd expect when you have creatives on the line they're not going to um, suppress their incredible ideas but we also want to be really mindful and methodical on what we're approaching which is kind of how the infrastructure comes into play where we weigh the options and figure out what's going to be the best business case but the third is what's most important we have this third bucket in which we operate which is partnerships and you kind of alluded to this which if we don't want to own or we're not building it ourselves how could we properly do like a joint venture and we are doing that as we speak in fact we've announced a really exciting joint venture with psychedelic spotlight in which they are helping to drive attention to a brand that we've built through our directory of practitioners and it's called psychedelic finder and if you're looking for treatments now that's the place to go and you can find it all across whatever you're looking for ketamine tms coaches consultants all sorts of uh, different practitioners you can find it all across the world so that's a good example and we're also just always trying to find entrepreneurs with good ideas that we can put a little money into or just give our data to maybe they plug into the api and it allows us to give them infrastructure, allows them to shortcut their uh, innovation cycle, and then we can take a stake of that and help drive their success. So that's really the the model. And hopefully, I didn't uh, ramble on too much. But that's the three buckets of which we operate. Yes. No, that's
1: helpful. I always find that these um, kind of incubator studios and stuff are, get a little complicated in terms of what what they actually do and how they do it. So that was that was uh, that was a good overview. You know, you mentioned something earlier that. Uh, you know, overnight successes can take a long time. (laughs) And, you know, the the right idea at the wrong time is still the wrong idea kind of thing. I guess, how how do you sort through all the kind of areas which you could be putting effort behind the ideas, people to put effort behind? How do you kind of do your assessment, evaluation, prioritization, choosing like what's the process and what do you find is really the things you're looking for?
2: So just like anything, there's a real um balance to the work that you do especially in a nascent sector like this so what's really interesting about psychedelics is you're just too early no matter what you do and then you have to almost have like a blanket um awareness that most of these companies are pre-revenue and therefore this balance of well we're trying to create activists, so audience is most important, yet we need to be a business and prove that we can make money and kind of lead the way for this like psychedelic profit mindset, that there's real businesses being built. Thus, the momentum that we can build could create this backwards reverse engineering of like a new pharma industry, which is really exciting to think about. So in a lot of ways, there's this balance. It's almost like a triangle of how unique and innovative is the idea can it make money? But also, are we growing the audience and building value just through the mission of education and bring people to the industry? And I think there's there's like an informal math equation of assessing each opportunity through that lens. And uh, there's no real science to it. It's more of an art, but it's also based off feel and just this general understanding that no matter what we pick, the industry itself is new. It's going to yeah. feel early. But doing the right thing and doing it ethically and uh, knowing that we're gonna make the most impact should be what's causing the decisions. And therefore um, we rely most on that as part of that uh, equation as well.
1: Yeah, I'm curious, anything about sort of the people that you are backing or that are kind of driving some of these ideas, you know, given the fact that psychedelics is a little, it's certainly cutting edge, it's a little different. There's some kind of twists around it in terms of a nature of an industry and where we are and where it's going anything that you look for in terms of background or mindset or things that you find are key for people, you know, to be successful in psychedelics from a business point of view.
2: Yeah. So based on the buckets I had said earlier, and I don't expect everyone to memorize what it is that venture studio does, but we have the luxury of either really getting in bed with somebody that we want to work with closely. And in that case, the answer to the question is they just need to really embody what we're trying to accomplish and they get that this is a, a movement that's going to impact and they're not driven by greed or like leading with money and even though we're backed by a vc firm it's important that we understand that that's really what we need to play in terms of like an infinite game versus a finite one that's suggesting that we put our L before anything else so mm-hmm. there's just like mindset of when you meet somebody and they're just—they truly just get it. It's kind of this feeling of uh, okay, they want to help people, and they're at this stage in life where that's all that matters. And I think that ends up, uh, you know, I guess uh, trumping everything else in the in the scenarios that um, you know other people possess other qualities. So and that's not like an end-all, be-all. Of course, uh, I think having a true vision and then knowing how our ecosystem can help accelerate it, and you just tell the right story to us—that often shortcuts the process. But the second bucket of which uh, we work is an interesting one where we don't actually have to be hand in hand with entrepreneurs. I had mentioned this earlier, but I have a blockchain background. So we actually have a you know set of tools for developers. And in that way, we're just more of a passive foundation, mm-hmm. and others can just build open source code on top of it. And we think that's the future over like 10 years, if we could build an amazing protocol that Anyone can have access to, and then it creates new systems and new efficiencies, whether it's a peer-to-peer insurance network, ways to fund for those that can't afford treatments. I mean, there's really innovative things that we have in our back pocket through something like a protocol that allows us to do that passively, as well as an API. So through newly, we've built an API that we can monetize, sure, but we're more bullish on the idea of wide exposure and giving everybody the, the ability to use our data to then build their own companies, assets, tools, you name it. And then that in that way, we're just a tech um, kind of layer to what we hope would be the future of
1: psychedelics. Yeah, I'm curious what the big um, things you're watching in terms of the overall sort of psychedelic industry right now what what are the things that you think are really going to drive or or shape the world of psychedelics, psychedelic investing? I mean, there's all of regulatory things in place. There's research going on. I mean, what, what are the things you're paying the most attention to that you think are going to be important in terms of the future of psychedelics?
2: So first answer off the cuff would be it's tough. There's so much going yeah. <laughs> on. Uh, so like, well, that's our job is we capture everything. So I have the luxury of sitting back and reviewing everything that's getting moderated into our database. And it's just too much, like no real human being can keep up with all this, but there is a real answer outside of just that general blanket of, well, you can't keep up is that uh, everyone should have their eyes on what's happening in Oregon. I know that's just specifically psilocybin, Mm -hmm. but we're trying to build tools that will help facilitate that so that it's a massive success. Cause if that succeeds, you have a, you know, a use case and a proof of concept that allows for real change and for that to kind of just percolate geographically across United States and beyond. So that's major. And then of course, everyone always follows maps as kind of a leader in the space. So we're always looking at um, when MDMA will be approved and everything goes well there. So if those become kind of this, um, it's not necessarily a Trojan horse, but it allows for everybody to then follow suit and build upon that momentum I think everyone's got to pay attention to that and build more awareness. I mean, that's why we say we bring people to the industry is just more people I mean, people are excited about this, but more people need to know what's at stake and like how they can get involved. And that's where we want to play a role. Yeah.
1: And how do you characterize? I mean, you you mentioned psilocybin, MDMA. I mean, we kind of have this kind of plant medicine world. We've got some animal medicine (laughs) elements. There's there's laboratory based stuff. I mean, how do you kind of structure or kind of categorize the types of psychedelics, particularly from kind of a business or investment point of view?
2: Yeah, I'm no expert. So I almost like feel like I shouldn't uh, touch on this type of topic because I choose not to get involved in like the science as much. I'm just trying to build businesses and technologies and audiences. And I mean, I certainly can see what's going on. And I think In the future, you know, MDMA and psilocybin, like I just mentioned, seem to be leading the race, but all of them have a use case. And that's what's going to be most interesting is if we have a database that's collecting real outcomes and we have therapists that care about what is kind of leading to the best clinical and health outcomes for their patients, then we can aggregate all that together, decentralize it even And allow users to have logs of all this so that we can then transfer knowledge at scale to then say, okay, this cluster headache is best with DMT and like build a grid in the background so that we can actually have a real evidence-backed case to show the powers that be that this is not a joke. This has been really heavily considered. It's been heavily documented and it just needs to be more organized. So you know, you have your leaders, but at the end of the day, I think they all play a role because plant medicines in general, which I think is kind of part of your question, I'm very much a, a part of this whole mindset of if the earth gave it to us, then yeah. it's good, good for us for the most part. And especially those that we feel are the leading psychedelics, they're just, it's natural. It feels right. And there's a reason they exist. So I think uh, that's where my head goes.
1: Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Nucleus and and strategy right now. I know you're doing some fundraising. Tell us more about that. And and where do you hope Nucleus goes over the next couple of years?
2: Yeah, so we're excited to be uh, running a crowdfunding campaign. We're raising $3 million. And the reason we're crowdfunding, despite being venture-backed, is because we're all about uh, giving power to the people. We think democratizing ownership in something that we're building and thus decentralizing the future of health and, you know, just the empowerment of individual users and their mind and body connection. That's really why we're doing this. So we are fundraising. We're we're doing it so that we can continue to accelerate. We're still young. So WeFunder is the perfect platform for us to show what we have in the pipeline. We have 12 logos, most of which we did not talk about here, which you can kind of do your own due diligence. Our website's withnucleus.com where we show all of the, the assets and brands that we've built. And we hope that each of them kind of scratch their own itch within the psychedelics industry, whether that's education, whether it's data, whether it's technology, that's really the, um, the fields that we're playing in. But, uh, yeah, we're excited to be able to give access to everybody at a low investment, low, you know, $200 minimum. You can play a role in our future, make decisions along with us, be a part of the journey. And be a part of what I think is the most exciting industry, because you could see real life benefit and the actual success stories coming out the other side. And we will not um, shy away from telling those stories and sharing in that impact with the community of which that invests with us. So it's really exciting times for us. I mean, we're just getting started. So,
1: yeah, it gives a little insight. I, I'm, I know, you know, many companies or or several companies have kind of moved to this crowdfunding model for for raising capital what what does it actually mean to participate in this round like what what is what role does a, an investor actually make when they're going through this model? how do you end up using the funds like give us a little more insight on how the crowdfunding model works
2: Sure. yeah I mean so what I said is certainly going to be the biggest reason why we're doing it. I mean, A lot of people just say that, but what we're trying to do is create an audience. And like I said before, around our mission of connecting people to the industry, what better way to have a a vested interest in the industry than to feel like you own a part of, especially a company that's like we're slated to be at the core. That's kind of the name. Nucleus suggests that everyone else can kind of like work around us and we're the center data point that you can plug into. And owning that now gives you the, this uh, you know strategic advantage to like look outside from beyond our own company and see all the players, look at all the data. So you'll get all the access of basically everything that we sell. You become a part of our community, which again helps us because we're building that audience that we hope can um, then create this activism that the industry needs. But I mean, strategically, if I had to say so, since we own Psychedelic Invest, an investment into Nucleus is also beneficial if you're interested in this industry simply because we have diversity so we have 12 assets you're not just buying one public stock instead you're buying a nimble very agile you know venture studio that can continue to do this years to come and uh, we won't stop until we uh, solve the, the long emergency or at least make progress and save lives and this exposure with baked-in diversity is uh, an interesting one for uh, any investor if you want to be somewhat exposed to the psychedelics world.
1: Yeah, that's no, great. I think that's the, kind of the, the interesting challenge, I mean, really with all investment these days, but particularly in psychedelics, where you know we are trying to, I think, push a little bit of the models and, and how people engage and maybe rethink some of the classic kind of capital you know, raising and, um, you know, how we fund companies and how we back companies. And, you know, I think it's, it's interesting how we're kind of innovating in this space. So, yeah. You know, hats off to, to the effort. And I'm really curious to see how this plays out. If people want to find out more about you, more about Nucleus, what's the best way to get that information?
2: Yeah. For me, I'm at Logan lens everywhere. And then any of our domains, it's Logan at, feel free to email me. I love conversation with pretty much anybody. If I had a perfect day. It would be just fielding emails from anybody that uh, has questions about any of the stuff we're working on. I love doing that. But uh, then we're with Nucleus.com is the Venture Studio site. From there, you can link to all of our assets. But of course, I would. Uh, it would be silly for me if not to drop that psychedelicinvest.com is a good place to find anything that you're wanting to know about the markets and psychedelics. And then newly.com, we encourage you to sign up. It's a free platform uh, where you can socialize, find data, and all that good stuff. Everything else uh, with Nucleus.com, you can go on your own hunt and find some other cool tools that we have in the pipeline.
1: Awesome. I'll make sure that all the links and handles and URLs and everything are in the show notes so people can get that information. Logan, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thank you, Bruce. This was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to the Psychedelic Invest podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star rating and leave us a review. You can find more episodes on all the major podcasting platforms and our website at psychedelicinvest.com slash podcast.